0: All right, in God's Word, Book of Romans, I will begin reading at verse 13 through the end of the chapter. Therefore, let us not judge another anymore, but rather determine this, not to put an obstacle or a stumbling block in a brother's way. I know and am convinced in the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean in itself, but to him who thinks anything to be unclean, to him it is unclean. For if because of food your brother is hurt, you are no longer walking according to love. Do not destroy with your food him for whom Christ died. Therefore do not let what is for you a good thing be spoken of as evil. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. For he, who is the, the, for he who in this way serves Christ is acceptable to God and approved by men. So then we pursue the things which make for peace and building up of one another. And that's my emphasis this morning. For the building up of one another. Do not tear down the work of God for the sake of food, All things indeed are clean, but they are evil for the man who eats and gives offense. It is good not to eat meat or to drink wine or to do anything by which your brother stumbles. The faith which you have, have as your own conviction before God. Happy is he who does not condemn himself in what he approves. But if he who doubts is condemned if he eats because his eating is not from faith. And whatever is not from faith is sin. So may God bless uh, this portion of his word to our hearts. Uh, for it is God's uh, holy and inspired, infallible word of God. And it is us for us today. We saw uh, last week some, some different things. And I'm, I may, of course repeat some of those things, but uh, so does Paul in different places. And a matter of fact, he does this in chapter 14. But uh, Paul, as we saw last week, is okay, it's, it's okay to differ on non-essential things with other Christians, and I'm just going to basically read these for time's sake. Uh, we're to accept each other and not be separate from one another over non-essential things. Uh, We are to accept them because God has accepted them. We are to accept them because we all have a master who is Christ, who is the judge. And we will all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. I hope you saw that from last week. And then, of course, God will cause them to stand uh, because they are his children and they have been bought. Uh, their sins are forgiven, and they are trusting him uh, by faith. And so Paul is very clear in saying this. This morning, uh, with emphasis on uh, verse 19, he says, Pursue, build up one another. Build up one another. As I said in Sunday school, just as a, a teaser, uh, Grace Bible Church, a construction site. Grace Bible Church under construction. I think they would be great on a sign out front because people would write, it looks like it's finished to me. And, of course, they would be thinking of a building. But I am not talking about a building. I'm talking about me. God is still working in me. I have not arrived. And uh, I think I said that last week. But we all are under construction. We are a construction site. And uh, Paul just further explains what it is to love one another. And and not to tear down, he says in verse 20, do not tear down the work of God. We have to remember, who is the foreman on this worksite? Christ is and what is the blueprint for building the word of God you see and uh, that's important for us to understand it's not the building it's us God is equipping us he's building us he's not through with, and we in turn are to build one another up not tear down and uh, that's uh that wants, that is going to be my emphasis this morning one another, one another, and I passed out and I hope everybody gets a sheet of that. We can make more copies if we need to this uh this idea of one another because it's extremely important and you can see on that on this uh, uh book that I copied it out of uh, uh all through the scriptures, but particularly in the new testament and and uh And particularly from Paul, love one another, don't judge one another, accept one another, uh, instruct one another, greet one another, care for one another, bear one another's burdens, uh, let us not lie to one another, and and on. Don't slander one another. Uh, And so that's so, so important. One another. Not me. Not me, but others. And yet we're so... Self-focused. I am so self-focused. Worrying about me. It's all about me. And uh, your rightness about being right on non-essential things. Wanting everybody to be like me. Uh, we feel, I think, sometimes we're on a mission from God to change our brothers and sisters to be like me. And let me ask you, what is your purpose behind making relationships with other Christians? Do you make relationships so you can correct and control them? Or do you move towards others in love because you love them, you care for them, you're going to help them? See, this this is where the rubber meets the road. And by the way, you have done this with Janice. And, and it just thrills my heart. So, uh, David said, when three are pointing back to me, uh, I'm preaching to myself here. And uh, uh, we, need to, we need to understand that, that this is for all of us, the preacher as well. Because Christ is the foreman. He is the foreman. And uh, you can be theologically you can be biblically correct and be a destructive person you can have all knowledge and not have love and you're nothing is what Paul says in 1 Corinthians uh, Paul says you can be right about food he says that in verse 15 of chapter 14 and uh, you, uh, there's nothing unclean in itself in verse 20 but the gospel is just not about, as, as, as Don Francisco said in his singing, it's not about all that stuff, having our pews padded. Now, I'm glad we have padded pews. Don't miss them, And I'm not for tearing them out. But that's, it's just not about that. It's just not about that. What is God doing in our hearts? What is the gospel exposing in me? Not other people. What is the gospel exposing in me? Because like I said, you can come in and look around and uh, judge and condemn. But you never turn your eyes on yourself. And and sin is never exposed. Uh, And we need to change. We need to change. We need Christ to change. Uh, uh, us a a surgeon has a very sharp knife to bring healing I had a tumor taken out and I was glad I had a very good surgeon to do that I don't want anybody in here doing that and you don't want me taking yours out either uh, because a knife is a sharp thing and it can do great damage And we'll see in a minute, our tongue can cut people to pieces. And I've been guilty of that. Just cut them right in two. And we need to say to people, in our marriages to our friends, forgive me, I hurt you. When was the last time you ever said that to anybody? Forgive me, I hurt you. Boy. Boy. That's kind of where the rubber meets the road. I was ugly to you. I cut you up. Forgive me. Do you love your wife? This is what it means to love. This is what the gospel calls us to do. This is what the gospel does in us. Changes us. Remember to keep the law is to love. That's keeping the law, to love, not hurting each other. That's not love. Most of us are interested in being right than being holy. Most of us are interested in being right than being holy, being like Christ. And that's sad. So, Paul is repeating uh, this, this, this whole chapter is about that uh, love one another. And he keeps repeating, and you, you, you think, wow, Paul, you said that back there. And then you're going to say it in four or five verses ahead. And, well, Paul, we get it. But what is Paul saying? Listen. So, he's saying, listen. It's kind of like when Janine says to me, Sydney. Oh, I don't, that is, listen, is what she's saying. Listen, Sydney. it's that important. And so, that's what's going on. We, we need to be challenged. We need to be challenged because this is a construction site. We're under construction. And uh, we need to be constructive Christians. Imagine... If you went on a construction site and you were building and then you had somebody right behind you tearing it down, you wouldn't get very far. But that's what a lot of Christians do, sad to say. They're not building up. They're tearing down. And he says that even in chapter 15. He goes, each of us is to please his neighbor for his good to his edification. That is, to build him up. So Paul says it over and over and over again, and you go, whoa, Paul, that's enough. But he says, no, it's not. We need to hear this. Another uh, reference in the Scripture where this same word is used, uh, Paul uses in chapter 4 of Ephesians 29 through 32, let no un... How many? (coughs) You mean not even occasionally? You know, when they really need it? Uh, You know, when I've really got a point... to. No, it says no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth. But only such a word as is good for edification. That's building up, same Greek word, according to the need of the moment. So that it will give grace to those, grace to those who hear. Not condemnation. You know, I I was talking to uh, Janina and she says, you know, you really condemn me a lot. And I said, I do. And she said, yeah, you do it this way and this way. And I had to go, oh, forgive me, because you're right. I do. But see, uh, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. And what does that do? See, it not only hurts the person, but it grieves the Holy Spirit. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor Slander be put away from you along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving each other just as God in Christ also has forgiven you. Huge. How do you build up people? How do you build up people? Uh, one of the most important ways to do this is with words. Because one of the worst things you can do is cut people to pieces with words and so on the other side though you can build people up with words you know it really works if i brag on my wife and if i tell her the food was good and i you know da 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 it pays dividends (laughs) now i shouldn't be doing it for the dividends but it does because it builds up and uh, uh, it's it's uh, it's what we need to be doing here, and uh, not criticize, not criticize. How do we handle our differences is important to God, not the differences themselves. Did you hear that? How we handle our differences is important, not the non-essential differences themselves. James three eight. But no one can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. Somebody, somebody said, keep your words sweet. You may have to eat them. Ooh, if I had to do that. I did that years, years ago when my brother was going to a church that I didn't think he should go to and now I, I can see I was wrong and he was starting to listen to this contemporary music and and uh, I said, oh you know, where you, you've left the old hymns, you've just, I don't know what to do with you and I was full of, of uh, pride and I had it all together and I said, and besides Charles I don't even like the words of this song. And he looked at me he said, it's a direct quote from psalm so and so and I went and looked it up and it really was It was they were singing the psalm you better be careful because you may have to eat your words and I did and uh, that's not the first time or the only time either we need to speak first of all to speak directly to one another speak directly to one another not like this not like this pastor Someone told me that someone told them that someone else said, what? And I can't tell you who it was. Ooh, you know a pastor friend of mine said he cured that? He had this little book, and he would say, would you write all that down and then sign it? And then I'll go and, well, never mind, you know, just, no, I won't. He said he never had anything written in that book. (laughs) You know, but uh, we need to be careful. We need to be careful uh, with what we say. We need to be careful with what we say. What did Jesus say about speaking directly? He said, if your brother sins, go and show him his fault in what? And if he listens to you, you have won your brother. Now this is sins now, if your brother sins. You know, not over trivial, non-essential things and, and what have you. But if he does not listen to you, take one or two with you. So that by the mouth of two or three witnesses every fact may be confirmed. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be to you as a a Gentile and a tax collector. So there's a way of doing this. And, of course, the purpose is always to do what? To restore the brother because you love the brother. You don't go after them to uh, beat them up. You know, somebody says Christians are the only people that uh, uh, he knows that shoots their wounded. And that's pretty good, and I think that's true. We Christians shoot the wounded. Gossip is deadly because it breeds mistrust. We need to talk directly to one another and not overlooking sin, confessing sin. James 5:16, "Therefore confess your sins. To one another. When was the last time you confessed your sin to somebody else? I'm just asking the question. I, you know, I'm not looking at. I'm not looking for a show of hands or anything. But and pray for one another, so that you may be what healed. healed. Boy, don't listen to the lie of, of Satan, which says, "Oh, keep all that to yourself." And no, no, that's not what, what uh, James says. The effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. And then we need to speak honestly. Honestly. And uh, I, I admit I sometimes I have trouble telling people what they really need to hear. Now my brother doesn't. Don't go to my brother <laughs> for uh, help, because he'll tell you exactly what you need, and you won't like it. No, I would say go to my brother because he's helped many people in counseling because he has a real gift of going right to the heart of your problem. And he'll tell you what it is and most of the time you won't like it and you'll rebel. And he said some people won't ever talk to him again because he told them. So uh, Colossians 3.16 Let the words of Christ richly dwell within you with all wisdom, teaching and admonishing Admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. So we need to even admonish one another. And then we need to speak constructively in love. Uh, A parallel passage to the one here in in Romans is 1 Thessalonians uh, 5, 9 through 15. For God has not destined us for wrath. I'm thankful for that. But for obtaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we will live together with him. Therefore, encourage one another, and again we see this one another, and build up again one another, just as you also are doing. But we request of you, brethren, that you appreciate those who diligently labor among you and have. Charge over you in the Lord and give you instruction, and that you esteem them very highly in love because of their work. Live in peace, live in peace with one another. We urge you, brethren, admonish the unruly, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with everyone. See that no one repays another with evil for evil, but always seek after that which is good for one another, and for all people. Well, that's a mouthful. But it's all true. We need to ask the question in our own hearts. What will build this brother or sister up in faith? What do they need? God. God. How can I love this person? It's interesting, uh, uh, a missionary, a team leader overseas came home and uh, there was a, some real problems with the team. And, uh, and these are some of the harms that he wrote down uh, that he ran into on the mission field. That is, between the team, what happened in the team. What harms the team's progress on the mission field? And here's what he wrote. An unforgiving spirit, self-seeking, a legalistic spirit, playing God for others, hypocrisy, failure to appreciate others' gifts, failure to make, failure to make allowance for one another, lack of patience, not sympathizing with others, In affirmities, evil speaking, assuming that others are at fault, pulling one another to pieces, suspecting the motives of another, a dominating spirit, a rebellious spirit, hatred, snobbery, grumbling, arguing, murmuring, maliciousness, being a busybody, bitterness, greediness, resentment, instability, (laughs) spite, laziness, uh, economic sponging, lying and slander, malice, jealousy, thinking too highly of oneself, a critical spirit towards others, uh, carrying on controversy. Is that about coverage? And you know what? It's not just true on the mission field, sad to say, because it can be in the church as well. It can be a problem for the church. Are these things true of us? And sad to say, probably so in, in, in some hearts. Uh, so, we need to also speak humbly. We need to speak humbly. Speak humbly. First Peter 5, 5, and 6. You young men, likewise, be subject to your elders, and all of you, clothe yourselves with what? Humility, again, toward one another. For God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you at the proper time. One of the hardest things to do is to humble yourself. Is to say, I hurt you, I'm sorry. Forgive me. I just blasted you. Or whatever it happens to be, we need to be broken over our own sinfulness. Be broken over our own sinfulness. What did Jesus say? Do not judge, so that you will not. Be, uh, do not judge, so that you will not be judged. For in the way you judge, you will be judged, and by your standard of measure, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck? that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye. How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, and behold, the log is in your own eye? You hypocrite. Ouch. You hypocrite, he says. First take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. See, the problem is we see logs in other people's eyes. We get this in reverse. We have the spec; They got the log. They need to be like me. No, you don't need to be like me. As I said last week, you need to be like Christ. You need to be, your focus needs to be on Him. You need to look to Jesus. And I think that's interesting because here in in Romans 14, he says, whatever is not from faith is sin. So if you don't have Christ, everything you do does not flow from faith. You must look to Jesus. You must have saving faith. Hebrews 12, I've given this verse many times, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith. Who for the joy set before him endured the cross and so forth. We need to serve God in a certain way to be acceptable to God. Verses 17 and 18, he says, The kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. Did you see that? But we make it that. Therefore, do not what is, uh, 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 for the kingdom of God, in verse 17, is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Wow, what a powerful verse. It's not eating and drinking, and yet that's what we make it about. We need the Holy Spirit working in us righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Are we living by the power, and I use that word, the power of the Holy Spirit? Are we yielding to that power when He is working in us? Or do we bow up and say, my way or the highway? And so often that's, that's what we do. We bow up and our pride uh, gets in the way. Peter, Peter exhorts us in, in uh, four, uh, chapter 4 verses 8 through 11 above all keep fervent in your love for again we see one another because love covers a multitude of sins you know most things you can let go they're not that big a deal he says because love covers that you know just let it go it's not a big deal most a lot of times be hospitable to one another without complaint as Each one has received a special gift, employ it in serving one another. We see that again. As good stewards of the manifold grace of God, whoever speaks is to do so as one who is speaking the utterances of God. Boy, we need to take that to heart. Whoever serves is to do so as one who is serving by the strength which God supplies. Where does that come from? The Holy Spirit so that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belongs the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. God gets all the glory. It's interesting. Jesus said this, Matthew 12, 28, But if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, and He did, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Do we have the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives? Are we... Is He working in us? Is He living in us? And are we yielding to Him? In Hebrews chapter 13, and last verse, Now the God of peace, who brought up from the dead the great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the eternal covenant, even Jesus our Lord, equip you in every good thing to do His will, working in us, Work is he working in you that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ again to whom be the glory forever and ever he gets all the glory you say God I can't do it and that's right you can't you can't but the Holy Spirit in you can if you yield to his wooing or do you grieve him like I do so much of the time do you grieve him or yield to him are you living the fruits of the spirit of love joy peace long suffering gentleness goodness faith we need to ask ourselves that very question don't make life don't make life a bunch of do's and don'ts that you live by it won't work And don't try to make others do it either. They won't like it. Love one another. Love one another. Accept one another for who they are. They're not perfect like you. I understand that. Let's pray. Father, this morning we, we just bow in your presence, Lord, because we know in our own heart of hearts how, and I know how I failed to do this. Lord, we need you. We need you desperately uh, to build this church. Because, Lord, we are under construction. Help us to be builders and not tear downers. Help us to. Uh, Not criticize, but to praise, to esteem others better than ourselves. Lord, it takes your grace to do this. It takes your power to do this. And so, God, come work in each of our hearts. Fill us with the love of Jesus. Because, Lord, he is the one who gets all the glory. In his precious name, amen.